0: Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin.
1: He's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Protect me from what I want, protect
2: me from...
3: Welcome to episode eighty-seven of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. I'm Jay Duke. I'm Zach Meisenheimer. And I'm Slamo. And we are super excited because it's hard not to get excited at this time of year. It's draft time. It's so Woo! cold. It's draft time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get it's so wet. We've decided to pick the wettest night I think in the history of Vancouver to record this podcast. But we're going to have a look over what's been a pretty busy week so far for Vancouver Whitecaps. Mm-hmm. And today, it was expansion draft day. Whitecaps only lost one player, Mary Bellucci. Anyone upset to see him go? Zach, I'm sure you appreciated him. Of course.
0: Yeah, maybe was... involved, Okay, so he maybe he didn't make uh, a huge... Crazy contribution to the, on the pitch that we all look at and say, "Oh, look at he did that and he did this." And that. But I think I think what maybe Berluschi brought was a veteran presence uh, who was uh, good for our younger players, our younger squad, who's played in MLS, who can be brought onto the key possession of the ball and, and help us win matches. And he and he did that not as much as he would have liked to, be, partly because
1: of me. Is there anybody who, that you can actually come on the podcast one of these days and go, yeah, you know that guy from two years ago? He was a dick, and I don't like him.
0: Uh, well, there are some players... <laughs> who- <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I, didn't get that. I didn't hear what it was. I <laughs> there, there are some people who some are... Some Buckley's there, you have a bad phone. There yeah, are yeah. some people who are, uh, yeah, maybe not not as uh, enjoyable to hang out with or spend time with or whatever, but, uh, and, and who haven't contributed as much? But they're footballers. Players. You're not there to no. spend time with and, and, and that's where that's where we have to. Yeah, do, we, we had this discussion.
2: Yeah. You know what? You know what? I always appreciated about uh, Medi Belushi was that every time I saw him in the squad, there was that moment of excitement where you were like, "Who's the new guy?"
3: Because <laughs> 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 you'd forget he you was on the team. <laughs> you'd forget, right? And <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh no! <laughs> uh, Genuinely uh, at training, you. I was like, "Oh, who's that guy?" Yeah. Especially when he cut his hair short. and then he went short, and, and then you're like, oh, "Then oh, he got this the beard." beard. Yeah, yeah, not beard, but at this You know he's darker. You're like, "Is this the new Spanish?" Yeah, no
1: attacking. No, no.
3: He's definitely impressed me a few times at training, but sadly not in the moments that he came on the pitch. I don't think it's a big loss because of the position that he played, and you also have someone like Ben McKendry waiting in the wings, who can come in and do exactly the same role that Bellucci's done, without the risk of getting injured. Hopefully, and, and,
4: but, but with less experience. That's, less the, experience. That, that's the
3: only issue that you would have
4: with Belucci And to be
3: and fair, I did write this week that the Whitecaps do need to get some experienced faces yeah. in, and we've we've now lost one of the few experienced guys we've got. Yeah. But I do think there's better out there. Yeah. But there's still, when you look at MLS, the average lifespan
2: of a player in the league. So, like, when you think of experience, we don't think of Russell Tybert as experience. But really, in MLS, he's probably way up in the top 20%. Gershon Kofi's played 100 years at MLS. Gershon yeah. yeah. So you throw those guys in with Harvey, who's been around a while, you know. I, I don't no, what what they need issue. is they need a,
4: not not uh, they don't need to f- totally fill their like bench, but they need a few bench players. We don't need starters right now yeah. that are totally experienced, but we need few bench players here and there that can have a splash that can that aren't expecting time on the pitch too much, but will contribute once they get on the yeah. pitch. You just I, don't uh,
2: want to have the Pete vagina who's there. Uh. <laughs> Pass back Pete Yeah Who's the rest of the squad's Looking at it Going well, what's this guy Taking my spot for man Yeah when did so grandpa you don't get here? that
3: I, can, I concur I, I concur Oh we, we found concurs. one We found I one <laughs> we found I do not Yeah I didn't know I did not talk, appreciate I never food talked food to Pete about, But yeah, yeah. I did not, yeah Zach is not a fan of vaginas There we have it Ladies and gentlemen That's a shocker for us I
2: definitely was. Uh, what was Seaman? What was his name there?
3: David Seaman. David Seaman. That yeah. was a pretty exciting few
2: moments when they were on the pitch together for a while in uh, 2011. We had vaginas and semen fighting for balls. Was, hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I could show you the
3: footage. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I disagree with Steve. I do think we need some experienced players on the team because that's what. I just you know, said we do. You said no, no like starting. I, I don't think we need you know what, that I many starters. I think we do. I think we have We need to get basis. the job done. Yeah. And these guys choke every now and again or they can't bring their game regularly. You've got LA. Who've got these experienced guys who can win things and they know about winning and that's what helped them win another MLS Cup. I'm just saying they don't need
4: that many that many experienced starters, but we do need some. I I agree
3: with you that we need that.
1: um, It would be nice to have one more guy who's been around the league for a while, knows the league, knows and and not a guy like Medi Belushi who you know barely made your 18 every week. Because yeah, can he help in the dressing room? And sure, absolutely, but. It's not the same as a guy who's playing a lot of minutes, even if it's not every single game, as long as he's playing a lot of minutes for your team. But the problem with that is, what what player out there in one of the positions that the Whitecaps are in need for is available with, within reason, within the MLS, that you don't have to give up something so amazingly?
4: No starters from MLS should be starting, like, brought in for the Whitecaps. This is what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like so you. they're going to bring... The two starting positions they need is they need one starting striker, as long as they start, bring back Rosales, and one starting winger. Okay, so let's, Those two guys should be from outside MLS. Let's
1: let's say even if you do want to bring and, in a guy who is even a spot starter or something, that's a, you know, either a striker or, or a winger, there's not a lot of guys in the MLS right now that you pick and say, hey, we're ready to, to, to spend... Three hundred and fifty, four hundred grand a year on. Would have spent it on a bench player. Uh, uh, this is what, but this is what I'm saying is that this is not a bench player. This is my argument with that. That with Michael here is that if if you say that you want a guy who's your this guy's going to start for you, yeah. what player, what striker are you going to bring in that can either start once in a while for you or or routinely play for you on the wing in the MLS that you can bring in on a reasonable salary and get him off the team that he's playing for right now. What's a reasonable salary? Well, this, this is this is what I'm saying. It's hard. It's it's hard to find that player yeah. that that there is if there is is there any out there. Well, I would, yeah, would you would you love Robbie Keane? Sure. Can you get him? Can you pay the salary? No. Okay. So, well, they're going to bring right there,
4: right a, they're going to bring in a DP striker. They are bringing in a DP striker, whether it's Robbie Keane. Uh, Or they bring in somebody from outside MLS, they're bringing in a striker that's going to be highly paid.
3: Well, let's come to some of the MLS players later on. So the Whitecaps only lost Bellucci in in the expansion draft. But let's have a quick chat about what else happened in the expansion draft. I was glued to my television screen. Oh, yeah. I, I felt yeah. I'd... Well, your no, I e- wasn't. Actually. I was glued to my ears. laptop screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your ears were glued to it, too. not your yeah. eyes. I felt I'd been transported into World War II. <laughs> and I was, like, huddled around the, the wireless, wireless <laughs> trying to get Chamberlain's message of support as to how we're doing against the Nazis. Um, <laughs> just, it was such a surreal feeling. And then I was watching it on YouTube, and I had the comments up, and then one of the comments Was like Lovitz is gone And they hadn't picked him yet And I was like Is this guy just predicting Lovitz is gone And then they picked Lovitz And it's was like Oh This is just bizarre <laughs> So Maybe wh- it was that Kansas City uh, uh, Oh, yeah, oh right, yeah. made, made, under he, a a Rest in peace yeah. <laughs> So what, what, were you, what were your guys Thoughts just quickly On, on the expansion draft uh, I, Initially I, uh, When you look at the list
0: And I know there's been A little bit of movement Today or whatever It looks like or the Orlando City thieves don't fully know what they're doing, whereas Jason Christ knows more what he's doing. Yeah, yeah
1: that seems pretty That's, clear. Yeah. That's exactly what I got yeah. out of it from the end yeah, of Yeah, Orlando's
3: like, hey, this guy sounds
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Anababa is a funny name. Let's catch yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he,
0: he was. So I said I heard someone that he was, 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 to, was, was. traded. was yeah. traded uh,
3: or is going to, to be Kansas traded. Back to Kansas City as a part of the, or, Call or, the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let, let's, let's start. Very first pick, Donovan Ricketts, and I was like, Ugh. "Oh, they they mean business going for a thirty seven year old." I didn't even
4: know why they used the first overall pick
1: to get, take him
4: too, because they could have waited.
1: Right, Obviously right. They worried that New York were going to take him.
4: Yeah, I don't think that was going to happen. Right
1: when they when they selected him with the first overall pick, I, I have completely lost all respect for their the intelligence of the the football club there. Like, what is, of all the people that you could have picked? Jeff Antonella was available, yeah. who's a backup in Real Salt Lake, and better. Who, who I would have taken hundred times out of a yeah, hundred totally. over Donovan Ricketts. So, what are like? What are you thinking when you're selecting this guy? It, it was looping. which would have totally screwed Christ because
0: you knew he wanted two of his RSL players. Yeah, why yeah. did they, uh, did they uh, go Grabovoy. after any RSL players? No, yeah. <laughs> Take
3: Grabavoy first and yeah. say to New York, okay, you want him? Let's let's yeah. play some
0: business here. It, it was. It, it showed their ignorance or their or, or potentially arrogance
3: unless right. New York had can- yeah, done a
4: deal for them not to take Ramboi yeah. personally yeah. I think though uh, if you remember they, they, when they started the draft when it was 11 o'clock all of a sudden it says please stand by I thought maybe Orlando got an offer to move yeah. a club to another city, they got <laughs> a, to another city. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that's maybe the reason
3: why it took so long to get back we
0: have a stadium deal for
3: you in Miami <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was going to be kind of like Generation X invading WCW you're going to see Austin Aztecs just coming in in a tank and going we're here now we're picking this guy.
0: That would have been awesome. Uh, I, I really, I really do not like the Phil Ra- Rollins. Rollins. I do not like Phil Rollins or, or Orlando City. I, 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 can't, I can't wait. Any, I can't
3: wait till we play them. Phil Rollins, Dwayne Rollins, all those guys. <laughs> Anyone called Rollins? Henry Rollins is okay, but not, those two, not big fans at all. And uh, Danny Mewonga. That is Slamo, you you were delighted for him.
2: I was so stunned. Yeah, I tweeted right after that. I tweeted out. Uh, I hope somebody has the number to the Denver KFC because I hear that's where he's working now. Just, uh, how many? This is his first it's overall pick, geto, right? right? Yeah,
3: it? How many uh, minutes
2: has he played in the league? Too too many. Actually, too many, yeah. I, again, <laughs> I
3: think it's just pick because he had a funny they, name. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's such a it was such a mind boggling pick.
4: And another one that Orlando was weird that they picked uh, Tony Cassio oh, yeah. uh, from so Colorado, high. so high. Who played since May from a going to the end of the season, basically played fifteen minutes because he was yeah. injured for most of the year. He, he
3: does have a lot of potential, but it's just strange to pick him so early in the draft. Like
4: Colorado was done. They picked two players From Colorado Moongo yeah. was the other one Like yeah. Oh that was one of the teams That's so horrible Plus, Plus, yeah.
1: Plus two Columbus players uh, Like you know Where, where are you well, Deciding it, to pick Your your? You know if picked a, an impact Defender And a, and a defender <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's still good. I also don't get what they were doing.
2: Well, you look at flyers, right? Like, you look at New York City and they take George John, and that's like an awesome oh, a, flyer. Yeah. Isn't that an if awesome a, if flyer? Healthy, and Orlando's yeah. flyer, like, you look at Mawonga and you consider him a flyer. Cause, ooh, don't oh, know. yeah, but Orlando they wanted
0: to take Paul Ringo, but he didn't exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and Jason Hernet, like, they have like yeah. starting yeah, yeah. MLS a quality, level yeah. center backs. It's
3: like Jay said, it's like they. New York seemed to know what they were doing. Orlando didn't. Then, of course, New York, they picked Tony Taylor that I think had most people going, who the <laughs> hell is Tony Taylor? <laughs> well, not, not only that, but the
4: thing is, is uh, if, uh, I think a lot of people discussed it, Whenever New York would pick, they wouldn't even mention the oh,
0: yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So after every
4: time New York picked, like, the guy whoever
0: was in charge of the draft could have been had
3: to look it up. Been, yeah, look long, it up yeah. Essentially, so 10, there was a, seconds of silence. There of was position. always a
4: pause between New York's pick and the official calling of the pick by the MLS guy. So except for
3: him, I think that was only yeah. Guy. yeah. The best example was when New York picked Tony Taylor because it's like we were thinking, "Who the hell is this guy?" And you could it was clear that MLS were like. We don't have anyone to go to <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't on our mock draft <laughs> list. Pretty I'm, pretty sure, not his shirt. I'm pretty sure. I I remember
2: him playing the one game because 99 for New England. And I'm pretty sure it said Alejandro on, on the back of his kit. Might have sure, been. Because like, he, he did go to Portugal I might or have been
4: drunk like that. Maybe that's his nickname there or something. I
3: don't know. Do we have video? New York picked uh, Tommy McNamara, who was the one Shavis guy I had hoped the Whitecaps might have actually picked up.
1: Showed a lot of potential in the, yeah. the beginning of the year; he looked pretty good.
3: Okay. I think the thing with
2: these two, the two, just based on the selections, forget all the movement after, but the two teams looking like that, the ten v ten, New York would beat Orlando even Oof. without a keeper. Yeah. yeah
5: okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my my plan of action for both of them would have been just pick guys from the east, weaken your opposition but obviously the western conference is a better conference but you mm. want to try and give yourself a better playoff shot by picking these guys yeah. but, but <laughs> I thought it was weird
4: but yeah but I think overall I think New York, yeah, I agree with some I think New York City FC with these guys um, with the guys they've brought in and all those low knees from Manchester City who's going to be paid $45,000 yeah. I think those all, with all that
1: they're going to be basically the better team one of the team. I think we can all agree that the big winners were the Portland Timbers for getting Donovan Ricketts' salary off their books and not having to give up any sort of you know allocation money or buyout or or trade him and keep some of his salary cap in it, that's that's I don't know how that happened. But the, according to MLS, the
4: Timbers lost their symbol of the turnaround to Orlando City. That was their symbol, Donovan
2: Ricketts. Well, because he had that year, yeah. right? Yeah, he had the one magic year. Yeah, oh yeah, they're to build No. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And,
3: and once again, something which Steve pointed out: no LA Galaxy player picked. No, once again, they're, they're that never having there. their players
0: picked. Well, but again, we don't know who's Greece, who's pockets, yeah. right? When yeah. you had
3: someone like Alan Gordon available, <coughs> and Gordon, the only thing been. I'll say and to Todd
2: that, and Todd who was a decent, yeah, the only team. thing I'll
1: say to that is that Bruce Arena doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's in the back pocket of the league. Like no, he's, all he's, he's more
2: a, a dead horse in the in the. Of
1: the owners of the other clubs. But he's always talking trash He's talking trash <laughs> oh, yeah. about the the league all the time And about how like uh, You yeah. know the league is, is They didn't let us
4: do whatever we wanted
0: Yeah
1: well it, But you know he it, Whatever it is He's publicly going against what the league Maybe is that's to do. what the
3: league wants him to do
1: Maybe Maybe oh. it's all a ploy and but, got when, a, when, when I was oh, down to Seattle
3: sorry. covering the, the LA game he actually smiled and I was standing right beside him and it was terrifying. Bruce really? Arena? Yeah. I don't believe you. Oh, yeah. I, don't. <laughs> I see photos. I don't know. I should have taken photos. Yeah. Oh, droopy. Your camera probably wouldn't have worked.
1: Like, or it would have, he I wouldn't have been image. there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like he when he <laughs> speaking, speaking of
4: somebody, so, speaking of somebody who needs to be greased to get through doors, is that what we were talking about the Sig, Siggy Schmidt? Um,
2: were we talking about greasing people through? Oh, no, or greasing the pockets or whatever. Oh, but oh, that's
1: but a we, that's the shitty segue. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I like that segue. Uh, a a Seattle only had one player taken too, and that was uh, the Annie Baba. I thought they might have gotten two guys taken. They
4: have a pretty you were talking about that one player that Seattle reporters were uh, Michael Azira.
0: Yeah. yeah, as soon as, 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 as they got off high by the as soon the as Alibaba got taken, I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna protect Azira. I was surprised they protected Zach Scott. Yeah. They might have a good deal
2: too, though, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't know.
3: Yeah, I I think though like Orlando took him because they were thinking Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. So it's Orlando City Thieves. So they took two Alibaba. It's the closest mm. thing. <laughs>
2: Um, the Wiser's brother.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so how many guys... Is, well, one thing I found interesting, I can't remember much at all exactly, but obviously remember what we did and a little bit Portland. Like, there was far less moves like the day of the draft. I remember uh, yeah. we did the draft and like the afternoon was like, oh, all right, those yeah. guys are gone. Yeah, we well, left for five, we're, were five right, players Yeah, or five ourselves. guys are gone. Well, they've, they've, they've got... The Aussie, Orlando's gotten
4: rid of Anibaba, Gehrig... Alejandro oh, Moreno. Um, and that's well, it. you
2: know Orlando had to pull up the... Uh, the New York City's draft traded draft. Zizo. It's
4: probably. They, they love an hour to prepare. Yeah, right? <laughs> so each of the expansion teams got rid of
0: two players. That sounds good. So two, two, so four. And we did five. We, we did five by ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. And
3: look how successful we were. Yeah. So let, let's. I think <laughs> Trader we can Tommy. New York won the draft. Let's see who wins between the two of them when the season kicks off. MP Cat is finally gone. Yeah, Omar
4: going, not Omar coming. Uh, the Wire reference.
3: Oh, you okay, it. no. The I people think, that watch I The Wire will get this. I thought Omar Cummings, and I was yeah, like, we was never like, had him. This uh, like, yeah. But anyway, Omar's it's gone. Slamo got that one. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was just being nice and laughing along with you. And uh, like Omar's departure was mentioned on Monday. Before we... We discussed that. Let's hear what Carol had to say about that. And when he when he faced the media
5: at the front office on Monday afternoon, Omar's situation is a, a, a fantastic, unique situation. I'll say. Um, you know, the footballing side of it is Omar wants to go and play somewhere. Um, he was a little bit frustrated here, and I understand it in a way. Uh, but I've got 26 players that want to play every minute of every game, and unfortunately, that doesn't happen. So it's the best solution for all of us, the club, uh, for Omar, for me. Uh, and I hope he now goes and plays uh, where he wants to play, which is the important thing.
2: Was this a, just a case of a player that needed a,
5: a fresh start somewhere else? Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, with all, all players, not just young players, you know, if you move a player, it doesn't mean that you think they're a bad player or they're a uh, bad character. It's. Sometimes situations dictate what happens with players, and um, Omar's still the same player as he was. Obviously, when we drafted him, he was a fantastic young talent. Uh, I'm sure now he's still a fantastic young talent. He's got great potential, um, but he needs to play. Uh, his probably chances to play here would have been limited, uh, so I want to uh, give him the opportunity to go and play somewhere else, and I wish him all the best. I really do. Can you,
0: can you try and explain to us in words that the public? Might understand why you had to go through New York City to transfer him to Mexico?
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, obviously with the expansion draft we can only protect uh, 11 players um, and um, if we try and uh, make a sale of a player prior to the expansion draft then it's probably gaining an advantage so um, there's a deal set up with New York uh, we're happy with that um, New York, NYFC are happy with that and uh, we wish the player all the best Carl, mm. is it
3: frustrating that you couldn't you know, get him to, to
1: be the player that you think he can be? And
5: Who's that, Omar? Yeah uh, listen, Omar showed glimpses last year for me when when he come on and when he um, when he started one or two games. Um, but he was frustrated about not starting every game, and I understand that. I don't want players that are unhappy that when they don't start games or they don't get the game time, you know. So I understood that in, in a certain way. Um, but what I you know need to. Ex- uh, have as well is players that respect um, certain situations and certain scenarios, and you know there was ups and downs with Omar, like there is with Omar my players. Um, so I understand it in a way, um, but we're moving on now. Both parties are moving on. As part of the New York deal, is there yep. any agreement that they won't pick any of your players? Maybe a friendly agreement? Yeah, no, uh, no. There's not an official agreement. No, um, I'm hoping they don't, and they pass on that.
3: So the deal for Omar, it was a weird one. Whitecaps couldn't just transfer him to this mysterious international club, which we kind of have to think is Tigris. They had to get him to New York so that they could then do the transfer and then the allocation money is going to get split. And Steve, you were kind of looking into how you think the allocation money might be split.
1: Now,
4: I, I've i heard this somewhere and I, it could have been when that time we had that uh, s- sit and talk with all the media, sat and listened to Greg Anderson talking about stuff. Some somewhere where I heard where expansion teams get are able to keep more of their transfer fee any transfer fee they get so they can keep up to seventy five percent. Now I could be completely wrong on this, but I think I heard that somewhere. And if that's the case, then maybe you know they're telling New York that you know you keep your keep fifteen percent and we'll take sixty, and that way they don't lose too much. And obviously, if they had kept Salgado on protected, he would have been picked up anyways. So yeah. that's I think they did something like that. Obviously, they haven't made it a deal. They're not
3: picking up a player for Salgado from New York, so it's well, it's not, yeah, there could be something maybe still in the works that we don't quite know about. And I think they would I think, I think
4: if trade happened beforehand, they would have already had somebody picked up to select. So I don't think that's going to happen.
3: I actually heard in the audio there, I asked Carl, Was there any agreement that New York wouldn't take a player? and he said maybe a friendly one. He hoped that they wouldn't, but they took Belushi, um, so that. Nothing happened with that anyway. But then Carroll also said that they weren't allowed to do the transfer themselves because of another MLS rule that I don't think anyone here has probably heard of, which was they weren't allowed to benefit financially before an expansion draft but by doing the transfer themselves. Yeah. I mean, Zach, that just seems weird. Well, dude, it's MLS, man. What do you carrying? No, the, 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 yeah, the, the thing is
0: closed for... Um no, no teams were allowed to trade except for the expansion teams.
3: It's just to protect. But it's not them. really trading; you're selling a guy to out with MLS. I just don't see how the Whitecaps went out to do that. It's
1: probably because there was like some sort of the, you know roster freeze before the expansion, and they couldn't, so they can't actually sell him. They either have to make him available for the expansion, yes. or they have to. If they could, but New York could because they're not a team in the league eligible for being selected from. I just still think it's a stupid rule. It's totally stupid. They
4: clearly had something going on back in September. Yeah. And they should have been able to do that. It's typical MLS dumb rule. I
3: think possibly as well the Whitecaps maybe kept hold of Salgado hoping that they could get a better trade or something for him than just selling to Tigris. Because from what we've been led to believe. Tigres made an offer for Omar towards the end of October. Whitecaps rejected that initially. Omar came back for his end of year exit interview and wanted to know why the Whitecaps weren't selling him. And he held his breath, right, for a bit. I think that's where he, he bit his tongue. He wouldn't oh, do any interviews. We we didn't get to speak to him. But he's gone now. Slamo, any tears over that? No,
2: not really. I, I thought I thought
3: he <laughs> first off the whole thing with
2: uh, Bassi, kind of you know. Set me off right off the get-go because, you know, we had a quality player there that, whatever, you know, he was signed for three years and all of a sudden gone. So, you know, that was a bit uh, upset. Yeah, that,
3: that was his first bust-up on <laughs> the training the field, bust field bust for, up, yeah. for those that don't know, well, uh, in 2011. Well, he, first let me know about No, no, yeah. there was, a,
4: nothing he did, but there was a bust-up during the season because I remember Dunfield, after one of the games started yelling at Omar... Uh, and it was all over the forms and everything, the everybody criticizing Dunfield for uh going after Omar after a game. It was clear it was right in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. And, and, he should never have
3: and, cast dispersions about his manhood.
4: Yeah.
2: No, uh, and you want I think, you know, you need a balance, right? Like a striker needs to have some attitude and a bit of, you know, whatever, you know uh charisma. Oh, well, you can't attitude. go over yeah, you yeah. can't go over the line and I think he just pushed it too much and the <laughs> value wasn't worth the, the hassle, right? And the
4: thing is, the people are talking about like, oh well, he didn't have anything happen for the last, the two years between t- 2011 and this year. He was injured and not around the pitch so how was he supposed to have a dust-up with anybody then, right? Yeah. Um, so he, he clearly, once he gets on the pitch whether it's his competitiveness, which is cockiness, whatever you want to call it it gets the better of them and he can't control it Well, the, the
2: UBC with Gakuda was just shocking, yeah. right? And that was probably the biggest crowd I've seen at a preseason type Inter you know, yeah. squad squad. Yeah. I never right I missed that game. I had to work that day I couldn't
3: see it. I was getting So there that. must have been two hundred people there, right? Yeah. And it was just like, Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. And again, for anyone listening that doesn't know that story, uh Omar and Kakuta basically came to blows and then Kakuta ended up getting sent off and if they had been on opposite teams, you could maybe see Heat of the game But they were teammates They are on the same side Which to me is just uh, And
1: and Kakuta's not exactly known For his like fiery No he's a mild guy You
3: know he's He's pretty mild mannered That was the thing Like we've we've discussed this In the podcast over the the season Kakuta on the pitch is a bull Like like he's a Feisty guy No 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 I'm not saying that But in training I've never seen him like Fired up with Although him and Eric Were a little bit Tetchy towards the end Of the season with each other But I think that was just in In the pool or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Just to try and, and Like get but, places and But stuff. The, obviously
4: the, the For Omar The biggest thing Was the Perot uh, Mitch Perot His attack And I'm going to say star. I'm going to say by the, by the description Of what happened It was an attack It wasn't even an attack Oh yeah I, I was It was a complete attack one. On that one So that was like A vicious one
3: When the, you've got Kendall Waston Wanting to go And rip Omar's head off Yeah uh, You know that there's the,
0: it's a bad. The Bassy thing is an important thing too because that like ended his career with the Whitecaps, which also then shut him out from playing university. Yeah, yeah. It was he just, wasn't able to get
4: it back yeah. to that. so yeah. whatever, whatever to you see think see about his view. chances for oh, the future, yeah. it was
0: just like all of a sudden Derek is totally screwed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and
4: then once he was, was out of school, of out of the, sorry, out of out of soccer for like what one or two years or whatever it was, when he tried to come make a comeback, there was no chance at that point because once you're away from two years. You're done, basically done. I
1: don't. I don't want to take blame away from Omar because I think he he pro- he probably deserves all of this for his actions because he's acted. Uh, you know, obviously he's come gone about this the wrong way. This is a, just a really sad story mm-hmm. all around. Uh, you know, yeah, it's sad for yeah, the White for Caps. Sure. It's sad for for Omar. There, there's no question that the kid had skill. He had skill. He had ability. He he he's shown glimpses of, of being totally competent at this level, and he's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got the the physical ability. He's got the touch. He, he has everything he that we need. Started
3: pre-season fantastic. Yeah. And I was really high on yeah. him, and I thought he was going to start. I, in the I team. know, and mm-hmm. and the and it's also sad
1: because the Whitecaps. This was their. They really, you know, wh- whoever's decision it was way back in in twenty. No, 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 no.
0: It was Tater's decision. There's not whoever. So whoever's well, decision it was,
1: they went. Ones. But they went really. They went out on a limb. To, to get this guy and say, man, he's going to be really good. We're going to turn him into this. Is You know, we're developing players. This is going to be it. And it's sad how everything worked out in the end that, that you know, they're scrounging. And it, quite frankly, it's impressive that they got anything for him, that they were able to get, you know, at least a transfer yeah. fee of some sort, you know, good on him because it's time for everybody to move on. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. Like you meet him yeah. outside of, out, out. like I've met him a few times outside of, uh, games and he's oh. great. Oh, yeah. He's great with it well, the, he how, and, Essentially, he knows how to sell himself in the public. But do you think he's that's the case? That. Do you think he's he's an
3: absolute like psychopath that is so no. friendly outside of no. of no? It's just a lot of players when they take to the pitch, the red mist comes over them. Like Joe Barton's yeah. a good example. Yeah. He seems like on Twitter, he seems a really well educated <laughs> at times guy. I agree with a lot of his opinions, but he seems a nice enough guy. But when he's on the pitch He becomes like this maniac And the red mist comes over him A lot of it was frustration He wanted to play He'd had those two years of injuries And I was really rooting for him At the start of the year And then I felt that he let everyone down Just because he let his frustration come at the fore right. But like Jay said Let's draw a line over it We've talked enough about him He's no longer a white cap I don't care about him anymore I know you will, Zach Because we had that discussion But let's move on to another player that looks like he's not going to be here next season, Sebastian Fernandez. So before we talk about Seba, let's hear what Robbo had to say about him on Monday.
5: Seba was on a season's long loan with a uh, very big option price. Uh, unfortunately, we, we can't pick that option up and um, we're probably going to lose Seba. You said the price was too high for yep. Seba. Um... Option price, yeah. The option price. Yeah. Um, did you try negotiating with him? Yeah, with when you get a player on loan, uh, it's always important that you know, you're know you not going to get a good player for free. And there's always a loan option price in it, and uh, unfortunately that option price was too high for us to buy. We did talk about um, trying to bring him back on a similar deal, but that wasn't uh, possible, so unfortunately we're, we're going to lose Seba, and he's, he's going to sign down in South America.
0: Did, did you... Uh Really want Sebastian back uh, Fernandez, or, or you, on your trip have you found other options and made yep. the better for you than bringing sebastian back No, we, s-
5: we spoke to Sebra and his representatives about maybe coming back, and you know we there were the, there was productive talks about it, but they hit a hit a wall if I can say it that way, and you know sebra and his his agent had made it clear that there wasn't a possibility, um, you know. So rather than waste time um, dwelling on that, you know, I was down on the trip. So, you know, I, I look for another position now, and we will find someone. You know, will they be as good as Seba or better? Oh, I'm hoping to find someone better than Seba. That's not saying that Seba wasn't a very good player. Uh, he done very well for us last year, but there's hundreds of players out there. It's important we find the right ones now.
3: So Robo, they are given the, the indication that Seba is not going to be back next year. He's going to sign for a South American club. Good riddance. Really? Is that no, I'm think? just kidding. I just wanted to say that. To see what I, Zach's I, reaction. I'm kind of torn on it because, like, I was torn Whether to protect him or not. He's been good in glimpses. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he is good enough for for the Whitecaps to to go to the next level. Great at shooting outside the box. Sure, a couple of glimpses when he was playing as an out and out striker. Don't know if I would want him as my main out and out striker, but I mean, what's your guys' thoughts that well, if Fernandez doesn't come well,
4: back? Well, I don't want to ask slamble this because you know a little bit more about Latin American soccer. It, it seems like to me that Fernandez is almost like a diamond doesn't like you could find a player like that pretty easily in South America. Well, that's what Robo would basically say. A, saying a there, winger, you know, that can s- score goals.
2: Well, I think with Fernandez, I'm just glad he's not. In the league, like if he's yes, going to leave the Whitecaps, I yeah. don't want him here because you see the you see the class and you see the potential. And I think like I think in Latin American players, when you look at like Martin Bonjour and the goal he scored, it's yeah. like the touch, the class, the style on the ball. I think that's probably a dime a dozen. But yeah. obviously, you know, quality players are, or else you know everybody would have them, right? So I'm glad if. Because I'm I'm with Michael. I'm torn on it as well. I'm fifty fifty. But if he's not with us, I don't want him in the league.
1: Yeah. the The only reason that uh, I, I'm totally with you. I, I'm glad he's not somewhere else in the league. I, I do think that, and it's seeing history as well that Robinson could go out and find another player that's as good or better to be able to play on the wing, or you know, or, or if he wants to change his setup a little bit, you know, as a second striker or whatever. I think. I think Robinson could find somebody better for that. However, my only concern would be that this would be would have been a breakout year for Fernandez. Yeah. Because he was showing those those things. Like, he was starting to... At times, he was picking out defenders, and he was just causing them nightmares. And then sometimes he wasn't... Maybe this would have been that year that he settled into the league, did all right, and then next year would have been a massive year for him.
4: But you also have to take into into account that... Fernandez is a guy they signed, I think Robinson signed, I think he even said it. He said he signed him without looking him, Yeah. Without seeing him play. He he trusted somebody he trusted else's his word. Man. Trusted somebody else's word on how good this guy was gonna be. Now now you look at it, Robinson actually's gone down to South America, checked out players, Martin Pertz checked out players. You think they've probably found somebody that's better, and that's why Fernandez isn't coming back. Well Martin Pert's oh. still down there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, here's the thing. I think we've only begun to uh, experience, see uh, the, the, what, the, the width, the breadth, the depth to Carl Robinson's connections in the game. And uh, so I think the longer Robo is at our club, the more we'll get, we'll get to see how actually well-connected he is within the game and uh, the, the networks that he's actually a part of. So I think when – I have no problem with that. When Robo says, this guy who I trust – yeah, yeah, no, that, I'm, I'm not you know, saying it was a bad thing. No, I'm just no. saying
4: he didn't see this guy. Yeah. Imagine who, if he sees the guy, how what he was going to bring up, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, but I, I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of faith. Oh, in I did. too. Yeah, yeah, uh, Fernandez. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with, I'm with you guys as well. I'm torn a little bit because th- those goals from distance, like, it's, like I they can't remember, I can't remember, you know, Martin Nash maybe in USL scored a few from distance. Like I can't remember who scored a lot of goals for us from distance. Kofi has. Okay, okay, but he's still here. Yeah. But the goalie actually he's has to be on the corner when th- 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 he scores from distance. He's also had the Petsons up in the roof of the Yeah, it, we yeah. Uh, so that, that we're, we're missing that. Just in the same way that we were missing goals from free kicks uh, uh, this this year, uh, I think... Or goals, period. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I think I think we'll be missing that in Fernandez. I do also appreciate Fernandez as a person. He was a great guy. Another guy who was one day my favorite story. It, it never played out the way I hoped. Uh, one day we're setting up the the section or setting up T four or whatever, and uh, and he he and Nickel came in and they came up to us and they they're like today, when we score, we are going to come here and we are going to bang the drum. And I was like. Yes, yes, <laughs>
3: yes, yes you will. And did they
0: score that? No, too. we didn't score that. We didn't score that. But, but at the end of the season, they did in the south side. They, they're there at the end. Like, like those are the kind of. Like, that's yeah, how yeah. it's hard not to really appreciate people who are, who are like. And that.
1: that's the concern because there's this this year there was this big thing about how this was the greatest locker room that. You know, guys have ever played in and stuff. And I know everybody says that no matter what team they're on. They're in the best city. They're the best fans. They're in the best locker room. But, like, you got a sense...
0: You don't think we have the
1: best supporters? You got... You, uh, well, no. I do. But if I, I move don't. to Seattle tomorrow, I would say that they're the best supporters. That's obvious. <laughs> I got this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, like, this is the concern. If you start dropping these guys who are that kind of Latin soul of the team that they kept talking about... Uh, I don't I don't think that it's, it contributes that much towards the success of a team But it sure does get you through some of those really rough road swings yeah. well, and I stuff think like that, that is that.
3: what got them through at the end of the season And so many folk, like even Andy O'Brien, who's been around the game so much And Mario Rosales had said it was a great dressing room as well And Pedro said it was one of the best dressing rooms he's had I mean all these guys are coming in and they're experienced guys They've been around the game obviously you can bring in more Latina or Latin American guys and you can bring in more Latinas if you want as well that would improve the dressing room yeah that would go down really well Um, or they might well it's the little things too right like in the
2: dressing room when you know when a some player loses his girlfriend for instance which you know had an impact a couple years back Mm. right if that dressing room isn't solid that does have a bigger impact, more than we will ever know. Because yeah, we're but I
4: but I, I I and I'm going to go back to the what I said.
2: Robinson is the key to
4: that locker room. Yeah, and he'll bring in the right players, and he's the one that actually made that locker room. Yeah, it still
3: year. will take a bit of time for them to bond. Also, well, oh, the sure. preseason trips to Tucson and Portland that's going to help. Yeah, they're going to help. I, I think it would be interesting to see if, if, what impact
0: this might have on Nico. Yeah. I think it, it was it was it's probably a better situation where he like at least he came the first year mm-hmm. and had the first foundational year with uh fellow countrymen and someone
1: he could really relate to in, in culture and in so many other ways. It says a lot too, because I mean they're obviously so high on, on Bustos and Froze that to say that we know these homegrown guys, they're they're going to be good, but we want to keep Mesquita as well. Yeah, that says something a, about how
4: much I know like. we'd love to see Bustos in every game, but he's 17 yeah. or whatever, 18 he is. He's not going to be able to play every game. Or be at the level that
3: we... When I spoke to Gordon Forrest earlier in the season, I think it was actually pre-season, when we're, I was saying, what kind of impact could Frozen Bustos have? And yeah, Zach, you were with me when I had that discussion. He said it's all about managing them Do you play them for maybe four games, six games at a time Then give them a break I was like, football wonder, well why, why, why are you not doing it? It's because they don't want to burn them out And they want to keep them that when they are playing They're at the top level And then you, you have guys like Eric last year Who hit that spark, But then he went on a dip But there was no one else that could come in So they had to keep playing him And then he just it wasn't happening for him And it's tough For any player But if you're a 17 year old That's going to start Mentally playing with you Mm. But talking about Mesquita The thing is I I said this last year too When
4: they brought in It it clearly looked like Fernandez was the Going to be the immediate impact And Mesquita might be A little bit longer Mm. Because Mesquita uh, When we read up on him Was actually close To going to Celtic uh, But had an injury Which uh, derailed that At that time So he was very close To going to Celtic In Scotland so he's definitely got potential where people, you know, saw something in him. So maybe Robinson didn't, you know, it was going to take him a little while because him, was his first time out of the Uruguay too. So, you know, it takes
3: a little while for a young player to get used to the, uh, another country. So going back to Jay's point about, like, dismantling the, the South American influence, Fernandez looks like it's going to go away. Yeah. Guy I love, and I know Zach's a big fan, Myra Rosales as well, he's currently not re-signed. Not picked today, so that, that was good in the expansion draft. You got two days re-entry draft. Yes. He's, he's eligible well, today's for... Death. They've got that to come, see? And then the, the other one is Johnny Leferon, and the option was declined on him. So let's hear what Robo had to say uh, about not picking up Leferon, but still protecting him in the draft. Now, you haven't picked the option up on Johnny but yep. you are protecting him Correct What's the thinking behind that?
5: Um, because Johnny's number option price went very high um, You know, Johnny's been here for a number, two years um, But he's still someone we want to try and keep at the club So uh, we know that there's a lot of interest in Johnny uh, So protecting him was uh, a simple decision Carl, on Johnny, you, you declined the option but you protect yep.
1: him So is, should we read into that? that you're Trying to renegotiate that deal? Yeah, yeah I am back
5: or Yeah, no, I could say, say no, I'm not But I am um, Johnny's number went very high you know, Johnny's a big part of the club. I want to. I'll sit down with him and his agents, and we'll see if we can get a deal concluded. Uh, which is why I protected him, because so, I know there's interest in him, um, and he's someone that I want to try and move forward with. Are you, you hoping to add it
1: centre back to this yep. season? Yes. Yeah. to compliment, Kendall,
5: Yeah, I, I want a good squad, and you know, you know, as a player, you want to say, right, I'm going to be starting. I want a squad of 22, 24 players that are all. I'm all very happy with. We've got three competitions. We've got to try and win next year. You know, not be involved in. We're going to try and win them, and you know, is that, is that high expectations? Yes, it is. But for a club this size, then we've got to set ourselves targets. And Champions League is going to be tough. Obviously, the ACC is is always tricky. Um, so we're going to have a number of games. So I need a big squad. And you know, if you if you believe or think you're in the starting eleven, and you know, you, you might be mistaken because I want a very uh, fit, young, hungry squad that's able to cope and with the demands of three competitions. And you know, it'd be nice if I've got. 15, 16 good, good players that every week you're deciding who plays or you're th- trying to pick who plays and you won't know which your starting eleven is. And that's the aim of uh, me in this off-season.
3: Now, Leveron was maybe a surprise for some folk, but again, he's a guy that seems to be coming in at a high ticket value in his option year from what Robo said there. Do you want to keep him around? I, I'm. That's another one I'm torn on. I liked him in his first year. I don't know, last year... He was good, he started to come on to his game when he then had to go away and play with Honduras. And then he couldn't get back in the team. Who do you see going forward as the centre-back option? Do you see it being Waston and Leveron? Do you see them re-signing O'Brien, having Waston and O'Brien? Is it going to be Waston and Dean? Or are they going to bring in another centre-back? Which Robo was talking about there, that they might look to to bring in another centre-back.
2: Well, I think you've got a known quality, quantity in Leveron. And I think the thing with him is that he's not uh, flashy. He's one of those guys that's really, uh, he's such class on the ball that he doesn't have to look fancy, right? So to me, they've got to bring him back because they know what they have. And we don't have that quality on the center, on the center backs. And Robo wants to play that possession moving forward ball. Yeah. He's the only center back probably we've ever had that I can think of. Right, he's probably only oh, he's had more than ever had who can move the ball forward it in, in, with with some class. cool. Right? He's no Anthony Noriega, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah Well, Malouda's probably actually second on yeah. this, yeah. oddly enough. But you know, what a waste that was. Yeah, I it's unfortunate.
0: It. Um, I, I, the thing about uh, the thing about Johnny Leveron, I, I agree with what Simon was saying in terms. of We have this known quantity. I, for the record, I would personally be happy if we uh, went with you know a combination of Waston, Dean bringing back Leveron on, a, on a, a good deal for him and for us. Um, and O'Brien. Uh, Andy O'Brien as well. And also brought in a fifth cent, a center back uh, who, you know, will fit within our cap and all that kind of stuff, but also could make a contribution. Jackson a-
3: Farmer. J- Jackson. I would say no to Jackson, actually. Just like, I well, don't think he's the guy that we need to bring in that would make a difference. We need someone that's going to challenge yes. these stars. Well,
0: okay, but the problem with Jackson, too, is he, he, he is one of the guys whose development has been at least – Partially stagnated by the fact that we didn't have USL Pro this year, yeah. and I think he can be his he can be reinvigorated well, by what he's doing for Canada. He in position
3: in Charleston, He's yeah. was getting played at right, right back. back, so that's yeah. not
0: helped him. No, not I as much. But I think he'll be reinvigorated by the opportunities he has playing for Canada, and hopefully US being one of the stalwarts of USL USL Pro. But um, so I think those those four guys plus one other player would be great. The thing about Levrón, and I think we might have said this on the podcast before, is he's the kind of player who really needs to have a run on the side. When, mm-hmm. when he doesn't have a run on the side, it's almost like he shows. It's almost like it shows in the way he plays. Like He doesn't feel the love. He yeah. doesn't feel cared for. He doesn't feel like he's really a part of things, and it, and it shows in a, his performance. At least that's the way I see it. Well, and so but, I think he's the kind of guy who needs the six to eight games running run the team that he can have alongside Kendall and or Andy, depending on how that all And I think down. if
2: you actually check. I believe, I, I know I checked at some point last year, so I don't know if this still holds true because I know they got some clean sheets at the end of the season. Yes. But he yes. was the player. Yes. He's, it's, as a starter, he has involved in more clean sheets than any yes. other player. Yeah. Incri- it was
0: incredible. I was looking at that earlier yeah. this year, too. It's incredibly high, that, that yeah. run. They, he it, starts, didn't involve some losses. Losses. it did involve some losses in that stretch that he was in there, but it also had an <laughs> incredible run yeah. of clean sheets. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Here's the thing I think about Leveron is that. Um, I, I think he would actually be the perfect partner for Waston like long term. Um, you know, Waston's yeah, yeah. that ball winning, go get everything, aggressive, you know, that, that whole bit, make be the loud noise, oh, you yeah. know. And Leveron's happy just staying quiet and being positionally smart and sneaking a ball. You know when you're not like you know yeah. he's that quieter guy. He'll he'll watch your back when you you know when he, when and Kendall's doing something crazy. Watch him in
2: training. He should be our free kick take. Oh totally. I know he's had like I he's think the, he's had two chances in and, actual and, and game play, ball, but he's, still yeah. yeah he's he's still got, the got a he hammer of left foot. Yeah.
0: The, the, I'm surprised they haven't worked this yet. Into when he hasn't run in the team. I'm surprised they haven't tried to isolate him on a free kick or one of those kind of like. Looping pass balls by. And yeah. he hammers it On the volley Because yeah. he does it All the time in training Like yeah, for yeah, fun yeah. He's got a tremendously Cultured left foot That has a yeah. passing range Like you said Beyond anything we've ever That
2: had. pass The one pass As much as Pedro's Great passes When I think of that One pass At the first 10 seconds Of the Portland game That he played to Must have been uh Was it her title Portland oh, home running, or away The Portland away The 4-3 The 4-3 Yeah yeah. Well, whoever, okay, it was. whoever it was But it was like The best pass I've seen In a white cap From You know From his left foot Better than anything Morales has done And yeah I agree I think he needs A huge run of play And just leave him out With there With the same Center back say. partner too Yeah and I agree yeah, yeah. That's a perfect His, his whole this,
1: not, His whole career here so far He's just been rotated Through yeah. different center backs He's been the fill in guy
4: yeah. That's why If they do bring back The four guys that, that Zach was talking about You got Lebron And Waston As the starters you got O'Brien as the veteran who who will be able to you know fill a hole when there's an injury or a suspension because yeah. with LeBron and Waston, there's going to be suspensions and injuries. well maybe not injuries but suspensions and, and, the, uh, and then O'Brien's and there ups. O'Brien mm-hmm. can fit in he doesn't need too much of a run to get it back yeah. into a team and then you got Christian Dean who can keep working on his game in in USL Pro. Go yeah. from three to two balls and be able to figure that out.
2: And, you know, that's the thing, too. When you look at, not Betashar, obviously, but if you have Waston, LeBron and Harvey all in your starting back line, there is potential, with the talk of Harvey last year and robo-pushing, that all three are gone for Gold Cup, right? There is potential, yes. No way, Harvey. You, I don't know. I wouldn't no, push it. I and no say no, Did you no say way for the gold yeah. cup. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> so I didn't hear Harvey. Look at their
4: left
0: back. No, but in
2: the gold cup, gold a cup. US yeah. plays usually big, they play big, a party. B. They usually play A-Squad. I think they the will play an
4: A-Squad, I think, this no, time, because the, the was... fact there's no World Cup at all.
2: Well, let's well, just be well, those, they can still it. be playing
0: Beasley, and he's still in I, you know, Houston. I, yeah. I think you wrote about it, but I think that I think that that's one of the things that Johnny has been hurt by by his time here, is yeah. that he hasn't t- taken he the missed jump. missed out of, on the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, he missed out on the World yeah. Cup. He, jumped, he missed out on the jump into the first team. Yeah. So I wonder how much he is saying, or his agent saying to him, hey, go somewhere where you're going to play will get you back where you belong to then. be honest
3: I, I, if, he, if his agent's telling him the right thing his agent should be telling him that because if he's not guaranteed first team minutes regular here which he isn't it is going to hurt his international no. thing so if that means a lot to him he has to go elsewhere but 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 is, you know, other than
1: MLS where is he is he going to go back to Honduras to play no. like is no
4: no he go to Mexico he can go <coughs> to uh, anywhere in Brazil wherever he wants or maybe even I mean, there the could Mexicans be an option somewhere in because they
3: just too over Salgado. I mean, Fair man, enough. Anyone there, can go there.
4: There's options in Europe. Too, Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, if his game fits there. He's uh, a quality player. He's yeah, not he can go anywhere he wants. That's yeah. for sure. The one thing I want to say about LeBron, though, is even if he does go, I still think that Robinson probably ha- probably has a replacement ready for him if he does go. So to bring somebody in on his last day, scouting trip. I think he's got he's got people that are... That if he doesn't know who's going to get, who's going to stay, I think he's got people to bring in ready to Well, go. again, I think he
0: has that, he's, I think he's going to bring in someone to push at least a little bit. Like, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. See, the thing for, when you talk about replacing Fernandez, you know, as a, a forward player, that's one thing, but center back, it's you know, harder. center back with class. And you need, you always, like when you look at North America, what do they do, right? You're, as you're. Get higher in your career. You go from striker to midfield. Eventually, you end up as a center back because yeah. you're an athlete. That's it, right? Yeah. You're not a soccer player. You're an athlete.
4: And you need the chemistry, too. The two center backs with the goalkeeper. True, right? Two center backs goalkeeper. You're holding midfielders. They all kind of need a chem- good chemistry going on, but they do have that right now.
2: Christian Dean's a perfect example, yeah. right? He's center back because he's failed at every other position, so they, he's center back now, right? He's yeah. tall and he's strong. He's and tall and he's He can hit the, yeah. he the ball. Jumps. Leveron is like a center back who's, with, who's got class. He can he's, well, he's, a, he's a ball playing sport. And yeah. you see a little tiny thing, like faking the pass from the center back and moving it around the striker, which you've seen him done 15 times. We never see that, right, in the league? Bring, bring back Johnny Leveron. Yeah, bring him back.
3: Well, as Robo told us uh, in episode 86 of the podcast, which if you haven't listened to, have a listen to that. It was our exclusive 25-minute chat with him. He's only going to let players go if he has someone lined up. So he says, if you see that I've let someone go, it's because you can be sure I've got someone else lined up. So we've talked about the players who may or may not be coming back. Someone who's definitely coming back is a young Canadian homegrown product, Caleb Clark. Bit of a surprise that, but... Let's hear what Robo had to say about re-signing Caleb.
1: Caleb, Caleb Clark came back yep. hurt and rehabbed. I mean, what did you see there that you wanted him
5: back to? <sighs> did, he, did he get loaned out again? Or you want to see no, oh, We've we managed to uh, do a deal with Caleb because Caleb scores goals. and As everyone knows, it's hard to find players that score goals. And Caleb went away to Germany. I think he realised how good he can be, what he needs to do in relation to being successful at, at a professional club and a professional environment. And his attitude since he's come back has been spot on and with obviously the USL team as well now and options and more games being made available, it was important we we try and keep one of our homegrown players um, that we see a future for.
3: So Caleb's going to be back, which was a little bit of a surprise because I really thought he would want to go and pursue his career in Germany, but it's looking good, Zach. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: uh, again, being in stadiums before games, you get to see Caleb doing all his rehab, uh, and so we get to connect with him and chat with him. And
4: he was usually the last one off the pitch too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, he was like
0: before games. Yeah, yeah. That's because he was injured. He was hobbling. Yeah. Well, no, he was the first one <laughs> doing rehab and stuff, and then yeah, he's there for a lot. So he was. It was. My guess would have been like, yeah, for sure, he's going back to Germany, and 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 whether that was Augsburg again or somewhere else. Yeah. But um, yeah, we we had a we had a Curva collective. We had one of our meetings with the front office. Uh, a week or two ago or whatever and we're standing in the lobby waiting for a few of our partners to show up and Caleb walks in and I was like oh because I knew his deal was up at the end of December and I was like oh what does he do like I was like what are you doing here and he's like "Uh, yeah I think I think I'm going to be around and I was like really and he's like yeah and then his agent's last father came by and they went up and had their meeting and we had our meeting and so yeah I'm excited because Again, Mr. Umbrella Academy, you know we've seen him score. You know how many goals have we seen Caleb Clark score for the residency that were of quality, um, and 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 we haven't been able to see that translated the first team. But from a, from afar, we got to see can put that into practice in third, fourth division in Germany with with better players at a bit of a higher level than he was playing here. And now it's like, will he be able to take that step? And I know we're, maybe we'll talk about this later, but we're probably, we are going to bring in a high quality, most likely designated player striker for 2015. But if Caleb Clark is given, let's say even a number like a third of the chance that some of our strikers were given in 2014... I'm really excited he for, what,
3: for what he what well, might, might be able to produce. Well, he would have been
2: given the chance in the run-in, but they yes. couldn't yeah. play him just as yeah. he was getting fit, no. which was just Well, horrible. just think of the his MLS minutes, his very limited MLS minutes. I recall two opportunities where he got himself in a scoring position and just wasn't quick enough releasing the ball, but that's what you expect of you know the, the he, Dallas 17? away or was it a Dallas youth league? player? A youth player yeah. playing above his um, yeah. Yeah. and now what he's was had, he had some... Was he? No, he's 18, right? When I think 18. He, yeah, I think. 18 I think. So you expect that from an 18-year-old player getting his first First, his, probably his first touch on the game was at BC Place in yeah. the box. Right? Yeah, yeah, but so. the only
4: thing was at that time they were ahead of the game, and so they weren't really looking to score. They were just looking to control the ball. Was that the
2: cheapest? No, was that the cheapest? I, remember. I just remember the ball no, coming to him. I think, was, him I think, was, I would think it was I think sure. it was Dallas. He played Dallas away. But oh. got into that spot well, whatever the, game, in they, the box. But they were ahead. They, they, they were
4: ahead in the game, though, so they weren't really throwing the ball too much into the box yeah. either. Yeah. I remember yeah. that game because Sam at yes, a Goobie, That was great. The, was
0: the residency players came down into our section. Yeah, section yeah, and yeah. they were good. like cheering yeah, them yeah, on. Yeah,
2: yeah, and yeah. It
4: was awesome. And they were just about to get kicked out, but we slipped them right yeah, into we're like, our section. We'll and over Sam. Move over, yeah. yeah.
0: Get out of the aisle. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, but the one thing I wanted to talk about, Clark. I think Michael, you were there when we were when he first came back from Germany and was training. We asked one of the coaches about Caleb. And he mentioned that Caleb returned back from Germany, and he's he, with a different attitude than yep. when he when he left the Whitecaps. Yeah. That was mentioned back in the summertime too, when he first came back. So obviously that's carried forward, yeah. and it looks it, like that he could you know be a good. And that's competitor. part of life, and that's
0: what you uh, want a player to yeah, experience yeah. when they go out on loan. Yeah, experience something and, different. Experience how hard football is in other parts of, around the world, and how what it means to be a professional. And you, and then you return hopefully, and are able to put that into practice here. And yeah. let's
1: give credit the other way too, as well. You know, maybe the White Caps are treating him better now than he was being treated well before. D- different may, coaching back then. Th- right? This is what Stuff, I mean. Yeah. So we have, so we have different personnel that he's dealing with. Yeah. And so maybe that he's is more. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's happier now to deal with this. You know, the current regime, and, yeah. and so it's just a better situation for both.
3: Or it could just be that he thought, God, these Germans are annoying us. I'd rather be around Canadians. Yeah, that's, we all know that's not it.
0: Would you, do you want to play in MLS or do you want to play in the, the League of the World Champions? MLS. Oh. I don't think I'm good enough to play in the League
3: of the World Champions. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've seen the media, I think, I've, I think seen, I've got a shot
0: I making I, I saw too. I saw your
3: debut in the media game and you could. You could make a contribution in MLS. So there's going to be new players coming in. going to be some new strikers coming in. The re-entry draft is coming up on Friday People may get taken But if they get taken on Friday They have to get taken at their current salary Or something like 105% of their current salary So I don't know if anyone will get taken then But there's a number like Looking around the league of options That have been currently declined on players There's a few interesting ones out there Here's what Robo had to say about the draft And whether there's anyone out there That's kind of interesting him Looking ahead to the re-entry waiver draft And the other players that teams have let go and not picked options upon, is there anyone that surprised you that's now available or is there I know you
5: won't name names but a yeah. few people that. Maybe yeah th- I think that, to be fair you could see my list on my desk, there's five or six players that I think I've, I've earmarked as possible uh, players that I'd like to bring into the squad, depends on obviously salary cap issues and what they want uh, their numbers, their agents because obviously if options don't get picked up then you're trying to renegotiate them down, the agents try and renegotiate them up so you know, but there are a number of interesting players out there, yeah.
3: So, Carl says there's maybe five or six guys on, on his wish list from who might be available in the re-entry draft. As somebody who's not up on the waivers or trades or options declined or whatever, but I put this out on Twitter today, I just have a gut feeling Robo might make a play for him. Robbie Keane, his good friend, Irish moaner extraordinaire, <laughs> Robbie Keane. What do you think the chances would be of him coming to Vancouver?
0: Well, well you know, following your t- some of your Twitter conversations, yeah, I think the the turf is prohibited. Even though we all know we're getting new turf for the the, the World Cup, uh, BC Place. I think that
1: really is. Well, the women will
2: trample that though. It'll mm. be already.
3: <laughs> so, some of them are quite beefy.
1: <laughs> I I talked to you about this off air, but I think the fact that he's gone on record a couple times, it. In the media about how much he likes Robbie Keane is actually proof that he won't bring in Robbie Keane because there they'd be you got to walk a fine line when you're talking about other players in the media. If you sign them later, how it can appear that it could have been tampering, and you know I think uh, Robinson's a smart enough guy that he doesn't want to walk down that road. That if he thought he was actually really going for. You know, Robbie Keane. He would never utter his name he, would, in he would never, yeah, start going on play media. Voldemort. So, I, I think it's actually proof of the other direction that, you know, he keeps talking about him. That means he's not going to bring him in. Not that I don't think it would
3: ever happen because I don't think Caps would pay for him. And I don't think he'd play on the turf. The, the turf is an issue that, I mean... There was a thing today. The Swiss women's coach was having a pop at the BC Place pitch, yeah. saying how dreadful it was. Yeah, but
0: it's, it, it is dreadful. We all know that. The players all know yeah. that. Everyone, everyone who plays on knows that. But it's better than
4: Empire twenty years ago. Touche, Stephen.
0: But, but. But it's also, I, 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 saw that, I saw that comment or that article, or whatever, yeah. the sw- I'm like, well, they're not even going to be playing on that same turf.
3: Like, I no. you know it's no. bad now. Well, it's like someone told me some hysterical woman was complaining about the BC Place pitch, and I thought it was Robbie Keane they were talking about, but <laughs> it, it turned out it wasn't. Carl's going to be on his travels. I asked him on Monday what his plans for Christmas were, and after his jaunt around South America, he told us he's going to be going on a similar one to Europe. What's hey, your plans Bert, for Christmas?
5: I'm going back on Friday to the UK, to Wales in particular. Then I'm up your neck of the woods in Scotland on Sunday, Monday. Uh, Then I'll be in maybe Europe for the following week, not in England or Wales, Um, just looking at one or two things. Then I'll have about four or five days off at Christmas. Um, Then I'll be off on my travels after Boxing Day again, looking at more players.
3: So Robo mentioned there that he's flying back to Wales on Friday, and he's going to take in games in Wales, England, Scotland, over in Europe. We were kind of doing a little bit of digging about Steve and me to see who we might be looking at in Scotland, and you you had a, a a name that came up, or a couple of names. Is Angus <laughs> putting Angus back on? There? Oh
4: well, we're basing this on uh, the fact that the players' contracts are expiring because we don't think the Whitecaps are going to be paying a transfer fee. So, one, a couple of players was Chris
3: Commons. From currently at Celtic. Celtic. Really, really good striker. He, well, he plays striker, Warner. midfielder. He gets goals. Though. Yeah. And David Goodwillie, um, who is more of a central forward. And I think, like, if we had Goodwillie here... That'd I mean, we, nice. we haven't had <laughs> a Goodwillie here since Terry Dunfield left. Yeah, we haven't.
0: <laughs> is, is he a footballer or a James Bond character? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to
3: throw in my Carlton Cole thing again From West Ham yeah. I'm trying to get that rumour to catch on uh, I think he's a big guy Another big bruiser As I mentioned before He was looking to come over to MLS before And it just didn't work out I, I think he might have a look at him but He's going to have a look in Europe as well Maybe some South Americans over there Maybe Back to Spain Yeah, maybe back to Spain Back to Malaga Who knows So it's been a busy week so far. Looks like it's going to be another maybe busy week with the the two re-entry drafts. Lots of trades going on. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll keep you up to date as always. Check our feed AFTN Canada on Twitter. Just before we wrap up this episode of the podcast let's go around the table tell everyone where they can find you online. Slamo? Uh, Slamo on Twitter uh, at S-S-S-L-A-M-O Slamo? I'm sure you add extra S's to that every time you tell us Zachary where can they find you on Twitter? On the Twitter it's Zacharyam the movements at Curva Collective And what what are Curva Collective doing now that you've not got games to go to? Uh, getting ready for 2015 my friend Getting all your TIFO ready? Big Moura Rosales TIFO for me? We're getting ready for 2015 Excellent
1: Jay? I'm at Jay underscore Duke on Twitter and occasionally writing on Canadian Soccer News
3: And somebody else who occasionally writes on Canadian Soccer News
4: Steve do I, occasion- I don't think I've been here occasionally uh, But you can find me on Twitter At, at
3: Whitecapspeed well, I, th- I think yeah, you, you, you do it a couple of times a year and mm-hmm. You also write articles then as well Cheer. I'm Michael McCall As I said you can find me on Twitter At AFTN Canada Read all our stuff AFTN on Canadian Soccer News AFTN.ca CanadianSoccerNews.com I'm also the Whitecaps beat reporter for mlssoccer.com So jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Let's hope that the White Cats can jingle all the way to some great trades and some great acquisitions for 2015 Until next time, thanks for listening Take care And on, on the Caps
5: When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon crackly reception, interference Cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it, you know? Legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mums at home making the tea. Ah, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football, Hmm?